live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, this is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm George Campbell, joined this hour by best-selling author Christina Ellis, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. If you need a little confirmation, motivation, affirmation, Sometimes you just need that little nudge, Christina, to go, okay, I thought I was going to do the thing, and now I'm going to do the thing. I just needed a little boost of confidence because there's a lot of voices and noise in today's culture, and we're like the you know, unbiased but biased third party who's going to tell you what to do, and uh, hopefully it ends up working out for you. So 888-825-5225 is the number. LD joins us up first in Atlanta, Georgia. LD, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so uh, I'm starting a new job um, next month, and um, uh, on on the on the encouragement with my from my friend Brian, he recommended um, to, to call you guys because uh, I'm I'm trying to understand where um, uh, which which retirement benefit I should I should pick. Okay, um, so that's that's best for me. So How this, old are you? This new job. I'm uh, 32. Okay, sweet. And what's the job? Um, it's an engineer, um, a researcher. Very cool. Are you getting a raise from what you were doing previously? Yeah, I did. Um, like 10% or so. Very nice. Okay, so what are your retirement options? So the first option is um, a 401A defined benefit. Uh, it is 2% times years of service based on the uh, 24 highest consecutive months. Um, it comes with a 10-year vesting requirement, uh, and uh, employment contribution is 6% uh, on that. Um, and, uh, is that a match, that or is that case, just they're going to put in 6% even if you do nothing? No, they're going to put in, I think, um, I think it's around 15% or so, or 18%. So what's the 6 the six is my contribution as the as the employee. Okay, so if you do this defined benefit, you have to put in six percent. Yes. Okay, that's mandatory. Yes. All right. And the other option is a uh, standard four hundred one k defined uh, contribution. Um, I put in six; they'll match nine. Um, but it's immediate. There's no there's no vesting required on that. And do they have Roth options? I don't think so. It's just these two options. Okay. I would ask just to make sure, because my favorite is the Roth 401k. And based on what you're telling me here, I personally, uh, we answer questions, you know, what would we do if we were in your shoes today? I would choose the 401k. Gotcha. You have way uh, more yeah. control over that. And it doesn't, the defined benefit's going to die when you do. The 401k, you can pass on. Right, yeah, that's, that's I've been teetering between that um, as well. I was thinking that's exactly what you were saying. Um, I can I can uh, control that. I can leave it to someone if I wanted to. And that 9% match, that's a really that's good incredible. match. incredible. They're, they're offering you a pretty strong benefit there. And it gives yeah, you that freedom yeah. too. Uh, is this a job that you plan on being at for 10 years? Uh, definitely for 10 years. Um, uh, more than that, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, anything's possible. Uh, if, if as long as I'm ha my philosophy, as long as I'm happy, I'll stay. Uh, kind of mentality. All right. And are you out of debt completely? I'm on uh, baby step three. Okay. 
Good job. How far are you away from getting that three to six months of expenses? I would say in about uh, in about a year. A year to save up three to six months? That can't be. <laughs> How much are you maybe, making at this new job? Maybe less than that. <laughs> what's your, what's your um, new salary? Um, it's going to be around uh, one thirty. One thirty, and what's one month of expenses? Of just to cover all of your normal bills. Sure, um, it will, will be. Uh, let me see, about forty five hundred. Okay, so it's not going to take a year. Let's say you even had a six month emergency fund. That's twenty grand. Making one thirty, how quickly could you save up twenty of that if you have no debt? Yeah, I think I I think if I really wanted to, I think I could I could probably do it um, uh, under. I think I'd probably do it uh, six months, maybe on a little less. There we go. And what if I said, "Hey, yeah. LD, you shouldn't invest until you have that fully funded emergency fund." Would that light a fire under you to go, man, I'm missing out on this match. I really want to get this emergency fund so I can get to investing. Oh, um, yeah, no. Then I you'd be like, I can do this in three months, actually. Four months, tops. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so that's the power yeah, of pausing investing and doing these steps one at a time. And so I would encourage you to do just that, to pause investing, even when you get the new job, pause until you have that fully funded emergency fund. And now that may, may be closer to three months for you. I don't know your situation. I think 10 is your bare minimum, but I would aim uh, somewhere in between that 10 and 20 range to protect you against Murphy because Murphy's going to come running for you when you get that new job and you're going to have car repair and the HVAC right. and all kinds of things can happen. How do you feel about that, LD? Are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely, I think that's a, that's a good step. That's Man, a good plan. Well, that's a great place to be. Congrats on the new gig. I, again, I'm going with the four hundred one k. I, I think the defined benefit can look great on paper for a lot of people, Christina. Yeah. But similar to a pension, you ha- you don't have much control over it, and so the investment gains aren't as great as if you mm-hmm. had control, where you get to choose all the funds, and it dies with you. Yeah, and I mean, just the ten year vesting requirement. This is a new job. I hope that it's a great job, but there is always that risk that you're not going to stay. Much higher commitment level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the motivation. I love that you're excited about investing. I love the match. That's very exciting. That's but huge. I, I also love the fire. The fire under I you. Like it. I know it sounds until you have that emergency It's, it's like a good coach who's going like, hey, you don't get to eat that cake until you finish the workout. Because <laughs> once you eat the cake, you're like, I don't know if I feel like working out today. You right. know? And so you kind of, when you get comfortable you're not as willing to do the hard things. Yes. So that's my encouragement. And you heard us talking about those baby steps, folks. That is our proven plan for the last 30 years. 10 million people have used this to get out of debt. And when you get out of debt, you can get to do your debt-free scream on the show. And all of those people at some point had to say, I've had it. I'm not living like this anymore. And when you get mad like that, you do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards, they're killing you. And you've been led to believe that you're not in control of your money, that life just has to happen to you. But that's wrong. You do have control. You have to decide to control what you can control. And that's you, your behavior. You have the power to change your future, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This is the course that will teach you our proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do it too. America, stop letting debt and money stress control your life. You just have to start with these magic words. I've had it. And then take back control. You can start Financial Peace University right now at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. 
That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. show i'm george campbell joined by christina ellis this is your show america give us a call 888-825-5225 tampa florida is where we go next dane joins us there dane welcome to the show hey guys first time caller <clears throat> thanks for taking my call well thank you for being so, brave and calling um, in thank you so i just i'm a 60 year old um, male with three children just recently went through a real contentious divorce. Oh, um, got sorry. really hammered, hammered there. Um, judge really sided on one side. Um, I feel like I'm starting all over again. I mean, I'm 60 years old. I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars with a divorce. So I'm back down to square one, almost like I'm just graduated from college and I'm starting again, but I've been with this job for 30 years. Mm. Um, Every, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Everything that comes in goes right back out with child support and insurance. And um, we we did overspend. My my ex was 15 years my junior. Um, we, we did live beyond our means. We had a bankruptcy in the divorce. Um, I ended up having to pay that down myself. That was around 80000 Um I did pay that off. Um but now I just uh, I'm just not I'm not putting anything in the bank. I'm I'm, I'm saving nothing every month. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dane. Where are you yeah, at no financially problem. today? Where do you stand? Do you have any debt? Do you have money in the bank? Well, I have two cars, uh, mine and my son's. I bought my son a car, and um, I do have um, about um, let's say um, eight thousand in credit cards, and. Um, and that's it. How much I, on the I cars? Home. Um, the car, um, the one car I owe fifteen thousand, and the other car I owe um, uh, twenty five. 
Okay, what's your income? Um, I was making one hundred five. I just got a raise. I'm, I'm up to one fifty. Wonderful. And that's the other thing. I just went up, but the ex found out about it. Went to her attorney, and now I'm paying her more child support now because increased percentage. Yep. Oh. So she just found out. Yeah. So How? I can't. I can't have any more raises. I told my boss I can't. You can't give me any more money. How old are your kids? It's, it's, um, one's 19. He just went in the Navy. I have a 16 year old, a 17 year old who will graduate from high school next year, and a 13 year old. Is the 16 year old one with the car loan? Yes. Okay. What's that car worth? So he's killing me every. Yeah. What's that car worth? Yeah. Um, I owe 15. What is it it's, worth? Uh, though? If you sold it today, private oh, party, Kelly Blue Book value. Uh, uh, what's your best I'm guess? I'm really not sure. Um, I bought it at, I bought it at nineteen. I owe fifteen. Um, I could probably get twelve. You think you're underwater on it? Uh, yeah, I think I think I, I think I am. Okay, do your truck. do your homework on that one to make sure. My first yeah, gut yeah. move is sell the car. The sixteen year old doesn't need to be driving that nice of a car. Up until okay. about this year, I was driving cars that were a third of that cost, and so. I, I think we can get by and say, hey, son, listen, life's been tough, and I want you to have a yeah. nice car, and if you want to save right. up and, and get something, I'll go in with you on that, but we can't do this with debt going forward. Okay. So that's, that's one option. a month on that one. And, yeah, aside from monthly payments, you've got – the way I see it on paper, you make 150 k and you have 48 yeah. in debt. So the math checks out. Yeah. You could pay this debt off within the year. But the problem is right now you don't have margin. What are your monthly expenses right now? What's the total of your outgo right now? Well, I just, uh, we, when I sold the house, uh, we had not much into it because, like I said, we lived beyond our means. We spent, uh, put more into the house and was worth. So got very little bit out of that. Um, but I rent now, and I, my rent is 3200 a month. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I, I I can't stay in this place very much. In fact, as soon as my son graduates from high school next year, I'm leaving this place. I can't afford that. Is it a house? It's a house. Okay. How much room do you need? Um, this is a um, this this was a four two because I had my three children then with me. Sure. Um, and, and so now when he graduates, I'll go down to a two two. Will be just me and my daughter. Okay. So you've got two kids at the house right now. Yes. Okay. And graduation is happening when? June of next year. Okay, so we got some time there. And how much are you paying yeah. a month in child support? Uh, Twelve hundred. So aside from that, and where that, where's the one fifty now going? Where else does the my salary go? Yes. You said insurance, uh, child three, support. What yeah. else? Child support, insurance for the kids. That's twelve hundred a month. Are they working? Um, uh, my son does work. He just got a job. And you're talking about auto insurance? Oh, yeah. My auto insurance is uh, 600 a month. Okay. I'm wondering, can yeah, the kids start to chip in if they're working for their own insurance and say, hey, you're driving the car. Here's what I'm requiring of you. You pay for your insurance. Mm-hmm. You pay for your gas. You pay for your maintenance. I told him he just has to start paying for his gas. Okay. I just started doing that now. So, other than that, are you are you doing a monthly budget? I know life's been nuts for you. No, no, I haven't. Okay, I'm going to help you with that no. and gift you one year okay. of every dollar premium. 
And what I want you to do, you may, you have a great income, and right now it feels like it's just disappearing into the abyss, right? Right. But when you can make it a plan is. on paper and you list out, you know, I'm assuming your take home pay is somewhere is 150 gross, and so the take home pay is close to nine or so grand a month. Um, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Are you investing right now? Um, I do. I, I think I'm putting in about. Um, Let's see, um, five hundred a month into my four hundred one k. Okay, we're going to pause that for a short period of time so that we have some margin to clean up this debt. And you're going to be mm-hmm. back to investing in no time. I know you're sixty. You're going well. I got to retire too, man. But it's hard yeah. when you can't even get out of the cycle. <laughs> so if you're willing to do that, pause investing. Go through, make a budget, list your income at the top. Then you're going to list all of your expenses. And as you look at it, you're going to go, man, I need a creative way to lower this bill. Is this one of the kids' right. bills? Can I see if they can chip in there? Am I overpaying for insurance? I'm going to go shop with Xander across all of my insurance premiums. You know what? I can cut the subscription for now. I'm not going to eat out because we right now yep. we have $48,000 to tackle. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to put myself on a financial foundation as I start this new chapter of my life that I did not ask for but it's where we find ourselves. Right. Well, you may also have to have some real conversations with the kids. Be really honest about where you are financially and just you know, let them know, like George said earlier, that they probably need to contribute a bit more. And also with the rent, I would encourage you, I know that you're waiting until one of the kids is out of the house, but just shop around and see if you can yeah. find something cheaper. I mean, I know it's tough because, yeah, having kids, you want a little bit of space, but that that's a pretty big outgo monthly. And if you yeah, could find I, even... Like- yeah, I definitely want to get out of that house, but I wanted to stay there until my son graduates in June. So I really need to do that because it's right close to the high school. So I need okay. to, I need, I need to really stay there. So I'll, I'll. When is the lease up? I go month to month right now. So anytime I can, I can bail. But I'd still look around. I you need, said you're in a four two. Could you go down to a three? And now we get the rent down to twenty five hundred. And so I still want you to do your homework on that. Right. And if it's but five, got to move again. When my daughter, when my son graduates, then I got to move again. I understand moving is not fun, but if it means we're going to no. get out of debt six months faster, it's right. worth the headache. How is your landlord? Okay. Do you have a pretty good relationship with the landlord? Because I'm wondering yeah, if there's great. is there any chance that you could do a six month lease through the end of June and see if he can yeah. give you a little bit better of a rate? Say, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteeing I'll be here for this amount of time, and uh, in, in in exchange for that, could you give me a little bit lower monthly? payment that's a good move so dane here's what we're going to do i'm going to gift you one year of every dollar premium i want you to create your monthly budget track it stick to it try to shave down all the expenses try to add in as much as you can on the income side and we're going to gift you one year of financial peace university as well watch all nine lessons to motivate you and realize that it's not too late for you i know you're 60 and you're starting this weird new chapter of your life but you can do this man it may not be what you hoped for pictured But this is where we find ourselves, and we can move forward. We can still have a great retirement. We can still raise some great kids. And also, go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Divorce Checklist. We've got some great info from there from Dr. John Deloney that covers a lot of the financial pieces for you to think about. Make sure all of your I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Show. 
I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. Matthew is up next in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. Um, appreciate everyone's help. And um, my uh, quick uh, synopsis of uh, where I am, my wife and I have two uh, leased vehicles right now. One is not going to be done for a couple of years. It's still like 30 months out from being expired. Um, and the lease payment's very low, so we're happy with it. The second one is coming off in uh, April. And the buyout is around $25,000, which we put aside and we have, but we're now thinking like, do we really need to use $25,000 car, even though it has very low miles on it? So we're trying to figure out like, you know, what's the best thing to do here? Should we wait until, you know, the dealership says, okay, do you want to buy it? Do you want to lease it? Do you want to extend the lease or whatever you want to do with it? Um, Do we just hand it back, look for a car that's, you know, let's say $10,000 cheaper and take the money and put it to other, you know, needs that we have in our life? or because the car has so few miles on it, relatively speaking, um, and the cost of cars keeps going, we just keep it and say, look, you know, it's a long term. We're going to, this is something we're going to hold on to and we've taken the payment away. What's your financial, yeah, what's your financial situation right now? Do you have any debt? So we don't have any other debt other than that. We have uh, our um, five to six months of emergency fund um we we are into a, a pretty large mortgage that wasn't originally a 30 and we're putting an extra principal payment every month in to try and get it down to 15 um years um we've got most of the monies that we've kind of said to our children that we were going to put aside for college um and we have steady jobs so really it's just kind of the last little hurdle is getting rid of the car payments um, and then we can really, you know, have that freed up money to throw more at the mortgage or our retirement. So are you are you done with leasing cars? I'm done with leasing cars. I mean, listen, we, we you know, I've always been a, a Ramsey listener, and then uh, during COVID, we, we kind of reshuffled our life and moved, and, and when we did all of this, we really realized, like, we were just completely mismanaging so much of the gifts that we have and, and the, you know, the economic gifts of being employed and healthy. Okay. And, and we realize that what? we've, we've got to, we've got to get out of this gig. Okay, good. What's your household income? About 160. All right. And how much do you have in cash in the bank, between all the bank accounts, liquid cash? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. How much do you have in cash across your bank accounts? Oh, um, our, so our, our emergency fund has about 50000 in it, and then we have this other twenty five that we put aside to kind of buy one of the leases, figuring which one you know we would kind of buy. What's the other so now early like, buyout on the other lease? You said still has a few more years it, left. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more than this one. It's the, this one is about 25000 The other one is because it's further out. Um, it's closer to twenty seven. Okay. So why don't we just go ahead and do early buyout on both? And we pay the fifty-two. Then we can sell both cars. If you don't like one of them, sell them. But you guys have the money to do it. You have the income to do it. Yeah. It makes you completely debt-free today. Yeah. Why not just do that and instead of continuing this thing? Right. Right. And so with an early buyout, I mean, they don't give you any type of a break. I mean, you, you're basically whatever's left on the on the lease. They add to whatever was was you know 
decided upon when you leased it, correct? There's no leverage that you have at all. I'm not sure the, the terms you signed, but it's worth looking into to see if you can get out of this thing, even if you pay the stupid tax on it, because you're going to pay more continuing the lease for, yeah. f- for years. So I'm not going right. to choose to stay in debt for years because I got a bad deal. This is part of uh, what we call stupid tax, and you learn from it, and you go, never again am I going to lease a car. We call it a fleece around here because it's the most expensive way to operate a vehicle, and it makes the dealerships really rich, and you really broke. All the while, they convince you that this is the wisest thing to do, and it's so great because you don't have to worry about maintenance. and my, It's a nightmare, and you know that now. Right. On the car that's yeah, coming up yeah. with the lease ending, do you like that car? You know, it's a solid car. Um, it's a it's a Arcadia. You know, it's a it's a GMC Arcadia. It's a nice car. It's got less than thirty thousand miles on it, but we're not in love with it. No, and and we don't necessarily need, you know, to have that big of a car or that you know to, to spend twenty five thousand on it. So yeah, we're looking at it and saying, you know, how do we how do we do this differently? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Is I mean, if you don't like the car, twenty five thousand dollars can buy you another nice car. So. I would probably shop around to see, you know, what can I get for 25K or less? Like you said, you may not need that much car and you could have some more money in the bank. So here's what I'm, Matthew, if I'm in your shoes, I'm going to do the early buyout on both, pay the stupid tax, be done with this debt. It's going to cost you 52 grand, which you have in the bank. You said you had 75. And once you do that, you can sell both of them and buy reasonable cars with cash, no more loans, no more debt. And then we're free and clear. And if you need to restock your emergency fund from there, that's great. But right now we're in debt payoff mode, get cars. Now we can start doing the steps because you're doing 17 things at once. You're trying to throw extra on the mortgage. We've got the emergency fund. We're trying to pay off the debt. And when that happens, you can't make the progress you're looking for and you get frustrated. So that's what I would do. Get out of debt as quickly as possible. Good news is you guys have the money in the bank and you have a fantastic income. And what we say around cars is everything with a motor in it should not add up to more than 50% of your income. And you guys are in that parameter. So you can buy $25,000 cars that you love instead of being in this lease and do it with cash. So that's our uh, that's our advice. We're sticking to it. Tanya's up next in Idaho. All right, Tanya, what do you got for us? How's it going? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so my husband and I, a couple of years ago, um, started a business. And this is in addition to um, having two full-time jobs. Wow. And... Immediately, it was something that I did not want to do. I wanted to back out while we still had the legal right to do so in the inspection and feasibility study process. But I went along with the vision, and we have been in the red ever since we opened. My husband has now lost his job and just cashed out part of his 401k to keep the business floating. On a, in, that's in addition to another $20,000 line of credit $20,000 in a credit card to keep the business open. And of course, this has caused division within our marriage. And we are now looking at one of three possibilities. One, accepting a lowball offer on the business where we would still have to come up with another thirty dollars to $50,000 cash to be able to walk away from it. Two, shut the doors, try and make the payment on the loan and the building out of our income. Or three, try and work with someone else that might be able to take the business to the next level, maybe more product and services offered through the restaurant and keep it going and maybe get some income that way. So this is a restaurant, right? 
it's a bakery coffee house currently. The third option would we would bring in someone we know who's been a cook their whole life and has run restaurants and maybe add more to it, which would also mean putting in additional commercial kitchen equipment. Which sounds like more debt. Fryers, which sounds like more debt. So we're not doing that. Anything that involves continuing the bleeding, we are just taking off the table. And that means we're getting creative. We're going to be scrappy. We're going to move slow. Uh, I'm not going to tell you you should or shouldn't file bankruptcy. I don't know enough about your business. That's something you should contact a bankruptcy attorney for. But what I can tell you is that there's other ways. There is hope. But it starts with saying we're not going to do it with debt because clearly that's going to only hurt our chances of getting out of this thing of surviving. So your husband lost his job. What was he doing? Um, he worked as a corporate investigations officer, so everything from espionage at a corporate level to threats of violence at work, that sort of thing. Wow. Okay. Well, step one, we need to get him back to work and see if you can start to cash flow some of this from your other full-time jobs. This may mean 70-hour weeks, bringing the other person in, giving them equity because we can't pay a lot right now, doing whatever it takes before I'm throwing in the towel and filing bankruptcy, which will follow you forever and it's going to be a nightmare to go through that. I don't want that for you guys. There could be a way out. And so investigate this, do your homework, and please, no more debt. This is The Ramsey Show. show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number to call. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Josh is up next in San Antonio. Josh, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, George and Christina. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Um, my dad is uh, into Wyndham uh, timeshare rewards, and he's looking to add me and my four siblings on as like co-owners or being able to use it all and so we would all split the time and split the points and share it all and it all sounds great but and split the um, cost i don't know how to tell them exactly and, ah. so, and my two my two oldest sisters don't get along either so i'm not looking forward to getting into something with all of them um where we would all have to share it and communicate and pay the fees and you know but it'll pay for itself so i, I just don't know how to go about um telling him that my and my wife are not interested when all my other siblings are. Mm. Gosh, it's so hard because I, my mom used to love to go to the timeshare presentations and get the like free tickets to Disney World. And I remember sitting through them and they really sell this idea of legacy. They make it sound like, oh, this is something that you can pass down to generations and you'll be so excited to give it to your kids and your kids are going to be excited. And that's just not the reality. No. And, so he's uh, been, exactly. So he's been doing this for like 25 years and trying to, he's really been looking forward to it. And that's kind of the buildup. And um, we had a little bit of hinting that we don't want in on it, but um, I basically need to tell him that we're totally out. And uh, I don't know really how to break it to him. Yeah. Well, do you, does he love, does he love the program? Is he like a mega fan? Or do you think that there's any inkling that he wants out? No, he's a mega fan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't have to be, and I know this is easier said than done, but there's these two letters, they make up one word, and that is no. If you want to be really nice, you can say 
no thank you. And that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, he can't force you into this. And if this is what's going to cause a rift in the relationship, then so be it. If this is what his line is of saying, Josh, if you're not going to join the timeshare, then I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, do you think it's going to be that level of animosity? No, no, I don't think it's going to be that level of animosity. Um, we've also just kind of talked about like, hey, do we just kind of like pacify it and basically do it, but then not use it and just kind of let my siblings use it? No, there's no, if you jump stuff. into it, you're stuck with the costs forever. Right, right. Well, and, and a lot of times and, if you uh, do the math, it's not, it doesn't work out well for you. It like, never works out. I, I've sat down with my mom and talked through the math and I used to love sitting in the timeshare presentations with her because one, she's tough as nails and has no problem telling people no. And two, it kind of prepped me for this job because I would just go through the numbers and write them down and they'd be like, look at these numbers, you're going to save so much. And it's like when you really break out the math, you don't. And so, I mean, I even wonder if you kind of approach it a little bit from a numbers perspective and even like a comparison perspective of our generation i think we kind of see vacation a bit different there's so many different alternative options by the time you add up all the fees for these timeshares you could get an airbnb that's got three bedrooms for like a lot cheaper it makes you want to throw up when you do the math josh and you go all right what is this costing us here okay it's costing us six thousand dollars what would we do with six grand well we can book some pretty sweet hotels for yeah. a week for six grand. We can get some Airbnbs. We can do a lot of things. We can take multiple trips and go where we want instead of hope that it's on the Wyndham, you know, point system on and the we can dates. move it around and not there's no blackout dates. And so I mean, the conversation is the hardest part here. I think you know in your heart we're not doing this. And so you know your dad better than we do of how you're gonna approach this in a respectful way. And I, I str- sometimes I talk to my dad and I'm like, listen, I don't agree with this financial decision and I have to just end it and say, I love you too much to continue in this argument. We're going to stop it here. And so uh, yeah. you can hit him with all the stats. I mean, you can say, hey, this is expensive. This has no investment value. It's not an asset. I don't own anything. The maintenance costs are going to rise 4% annually. Say we don't have the money. We have priorities in life and owning a timeshare isn't one of them. I'd rather own actual real estate instead of this essentially this metaverse level a sense of ownership like i don't do nfts and i don't do timeshares for the same reason i want actual ownership not a sense of ownership well and the fact that he's a mega fan like maybe you can even just like you're not trying to convince him to sell it at this point it doesn't sound like he's willing to do that but maybe even the the assurance that hey we'll still go on vacation with you like if you if you want us to come along for your timeshare like we'll still go with you we just don't want to be owners of this we don't want this for us Right. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And I think approaching it from we have different goals and we definitely want to own real estate and own vacation properties and things like that. But yeah, you That's almost the on the I want to actually own it. Fee. I don't right. want to force the, vacation. The fees are about 7500 a month or 7500 a year. So I think you nailed it right on the head. Gross. No thanks, Josh. Good luck with the conversation, man. And here's the other thing that could convince him. Go to eBay and search timeshare and go to completed and sold listings and then rate it from lowest to highest price. You will see timeshares that sold for a dollar. Legit. That's how badly people want to get rid of these things. They are just selling them for a dollar because you know it doesn't actually cost a dollar. It costs $8,000 a year and that goes up 4% every year with headaches. So good luck with that, man. Gosh, I hate timeshares. Yeah. The worst. 
It's 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 such a slimy industry. I hope once like Gen Z takes over, we're just done with timeshares. I'm sure they'll come up with other stupid decisions, <laughs> but I'm I hope timeshares will be like dinosaurs. They'll just be gone. No one will do them anymore. It's like cigarettes. We know it's not cool. <laughs> I think there's already plenty of stupid decisions out in the market. But that is true. Maybe this one will be gone. <laughs> one less one out there. All right, Joseph's up next in Orange County, California. Joseph, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate uh, you guys taking time out of your day to go ahead and help me out. Yeah, what's going on? Um, so, I'm um, 22 years old. I just recently got a new career. Um, I'm kind of jumping in terms of um, how much money I'm making now. So, for a little context, the last four years, I have kind of just been working part-time jobs, really trying to um, get into the career that I just got into. So, um, I went from making... Uh, $10,000 a year to now having a starting salary of around $80,000. Wow, um, way to go. Yeah. And uh, other people in um, my field that the position I'm at um, are making $150,000 with overtime. Um, So I'm just honestly a little bit overwhelmed because I haven't really been the best at budgeting money due to the fact that I haven't had a lot coming in. And now I have a uh, decent. I know in California, uh, 100K doesn't really go too far, but um, it's a huge jump for me. So I'm trying to figure out now um, how I should be trying to, um, you know, build my portfolios or how to start putting money aside so that, um, you know, I can be successful and have a lot of money in the future for myself. Um, the career that I have um, does provide a full pension, uh, full health benefits. Um, so I've just been asking around and I'm just really stuck on if I should be trying to get um, save money for real estate, um, putting money into um, a Roth IRA. I, I just honestly have no idea how sure. to start. We're up against the clock here. So this is going to be like lightning round. So you're making 80K. How much debt do you have? I have no debt right now. Fantastic. How much money do you have in the bank? Uh, I have $5,000 in the bank, but I also have um, $25,000 that was left to me as an inheritance um, that I haven't touched, um, so I have that as well. Awesome. So on that side, get with a SmartVestor Pro, figure out if there's any tax implications, but that could kind of catapult you to where you have a fully funded emergency fund. Now we can start investing. And uh, is the pension the only option you have? Is there a 401k as well or just pension? Um, Yeah, I do have the option for a 401k. Uh, My my company does uh, match up to $20,000 a year. Um, Awesome. That's amazing. So that's another thing. So I might look into that option so that you actually own this. You have more control over it. It doesn't die with you like the pension. I don't know if it's an either-or situation, but look into that. And as far as the budgeting side, I love that you have the self-awareness to go like, I know I haven't been great budgeting, and I want to be great. And so we can help you with that by gifting you one year of Every Dollar Premium, which is our app. It's a website. You can go in and track all of that. And with the premium version, it'll connect to your bank, and you can just drag transactions in, and that way you'll have a plan for every dollar. But right now, it sounds like we want to get started investing once we have three to six months of expenses. And beyond that, it's, hey, can we save up a down payment on a house? Can we upgrade the car? All of those things. So do you have those goals? in mind? Yes, definitely. I definitely want to be a property owner. Uh, That's always been a goal of mine. Awesome. Well, that's going to be a lot closer, man, making this kind of money. Good for you. 22, making 80K. Golly, I love it. We love to see it. Well, wishing you the best, Joseph. Hang on the line. Jen is going to pick up. We're going to gift you every dollar premium. Let's go ahead and throw in Financial Peace University. That will give you the full plan since we ran out of time here of how you're going to do that, how to buy real estate wisely. 
That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Christina Ellis and all the folks in the booth, Jenna and Ben and Austin and Andrew and Josh. And you, America, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back with you before you know it. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like The Rachel Cruz Show. Money should be fun, not stressful. I'm Rachel Cruz, and I'll show you practical tips on how to save money in your everyday life and get out of debt even faster on The Rachel Cruz Show. I'll show you that you can take control of your money and create a life you love. Listen to The Rachel Cruz Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.